0: It's the Mika Flow Show. I am your host, Micah, aka Mika Flow. This is episode one of my new podcast. Uh, this is a music podcast, music gear podcast. Um, going to try and interview some people and see how that goes. Uh, the occasional sports talk, I guess. Um, I'm going to try out a couple different things. I've been wanting to do this for some time and. Now I'm doing it, so stick around. Okay, um, on today's episode of the Mika Flow Show, I'm going to talk to my very good friend, Matthew. Um, me and him taped a conversation maybe a couple months ago at the end of November. Um, I never got around to putting this up because we... I had taped this on my old computer, which was a piece of shit, and I thought it, at the time, it, it had messed it up, and when I went back to go look at it, it was not messed up completely, and I kind of fixed a little bit of it, so, I got the majority of the conversation, um, and I'm gonna play that for you guys here in a second, uh, a little detail into our conversation uh this is to building your tone on a budget um i feel like this is a very important uh conversation especially for some of you in the metal and hardcore community of musicians out there because i f- no offense but I f- i feel like a lot of you guys don't know what you're doing um and that's okay there's not like a rule book or a guide book out there that you can just buy, you know, uh, that tells you exactly what you need to do to um, not look like a noob, especially if you are a noob. Um. Anyway, I'm going to get into that here in a second, but let me go ahead and get some shows out of the way here. That are going to be coming up here in the 256 North Alabama scene. Okay, so this Saturday, January 12th, we got crossed um, from New Orleans, I believe. Uh, property, Gilturn Snake Church uh, at the High Fry. Uh, High Fry is in Huntsville, and if you need the address, hit me up or check the Facebook event page for it. Um, and then I did a quick skim of shows coming up. So if anybody's listening to this and they want some shows to be announced, uh, just h- hit me up on my social media for now. I don't have an email set up for this. Um, hopefully, I'll have that by the next episode. Uh, so we got on February February second, Men in Mountains, uh, Jade Wick and Eyes on Lips. Is that right? What? Um, at Lucky Sound and Fort Payne. That is my dude Lucas's, uh, recording studio. So please be very gentle with the place. Jade Wick is from. Memphis Tennessee. So if you are in the Fort Payne area on February 2nd, check that out. Uh I think that is it for the shows right now. There was Okay, there are a couple tours I would like to talk about just because uh they are fucking sick. Um this was announced at the end of January or end of December. Yeah, end of December um it is, uh, judiciary, uh, creeping death, Vatican, typecast, no victory, low end, and drain. Uh, creeping death and Vatican are on the first leg of this tour. Typecast is on the second. No victory and low end are on the third. Uh, drain and low end are on um so i'm so sorry the fourth leg of this and then drain is on the last leg so uh, this tour starts march 6th through the 23rd uh it it hits a decent amount of places around the US so check those dates uh this is a super cool tour um I would definitely try to check that out if you can. Like I said, check those dates. Uh, March 6th through the 23rd. Judiciary, Creeping Death, Vatican, Typecast, No Victory, Low End, and Drain. Okay, and then let me see here. Moving on, we got uh, kill switch Engage, Parkway Drive, and then Vane was added to this fucking huge-ass tour. So that's really cool. Be sure to check that out. It is April 18th through May 17th. Uh that is gonna be sick. Uh go see Kill Switch Engage if you haven't. Go see Vane if you haven't. Um both those bands are incredible live. Um okay, so moving on. Let's go ahead and get into this conversation with my very good friend, Matt. I've been talking for too long, so I'm going to let this play and I might just let it end and then that ends the podcast. Uh, I'll probably be back at the end of of the podcast with something to say. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, here is uh, my conversation with Matt Meyer on building tone on a budget. Matthew Meyer.
1: Hey, what's up? Uh, but today we're going to be talking about um, finding your tone on a budget. Finding your first, not even first, building a, bit of a good rig on a budget.
0: Exactly. This is a very important topic, I believe. Tons of kids out there are having a hard time. They don't know what to do having a hard time finding out what they actually want i still find myself um on message boards you know across the internet trying to figure out what i want because i'm a very indecisive person
1: like these are tips that we still use every day yes um Uh, like okay so for the we're gonna go ahead and get right into this for the first tip i'm gonna say go used over new 99 percent of the time unless you absolutely like unless it just dropped and you want that amp that pedal you're not gonna be able to find it new or used. sorry if it just dropped but if it's something that's been out for a while just try to find it used you will get a good deal
0: exactly Go used. <laughs> you yeah, can find
1: use. there's there's not much else to say about that. You just can always you better. can
0: always find a great deal um on a great piece of gear. Um and you even if it is used, you can sometimes find it in a very, very good condition. Brand
1: new condition. There's tons of old people who just buy rigs, buy guitars, buy amps, and just let it sit in the corner because they played it like twice and they were like, I just like to have this and they wanted to sell it.
0: Exactly
1: bad but uh for sure the second one we're just gonna jump right in the second one uh the second one is try to avoid big box guitar stores because they even their used sections for the most part are gonna be overpriced compared to what you'll find on the used market elsewhere but when you do go into a guitar store say you need strings or picks check the used section anyways because there's still a chance that you'll find a good deal it, i found a few pedals for like dirt cheap there they're just sitting there
0: exactly it never hurts to check uh the use section of a guitar store, um like Matt was saying, most of the time a lot of their a lot of their employees don't they price stuff ridiculously low because they they can't find the information online about the product they are buying in, and for whatever reason they buy it in anyway um you can also check um for most of the you know big online retailers for music gear, they usually have a used
1: uh, tab uh, on their uh, online site. Yeah. You
0: can search and...
1: Or even like a used section in the store. I mean, they all have a used section in the store, but all of, most of them, big box stores, have a used tab on their site. And if you go on there, it'll show you everything that every store by that company has. And you can... Usually, I don't want to say this because I'm not... I don't want to say this about every store, but for most of them, you can get them shipped to a local store for either cheap or free.
0: Exactly. Um. All right. Moving on to the second or the third or third the list. Third.
1: We're going to talk about using Reverb.com, not the effect versus eBay versus Craigslist versus big box stores versus pawn shops. So there's pros and cons to all of them. We're just going to go not that in depth, but Reverb really great website. I personally love that website's where I get a large portion of my smaller things like pedals and even amp heads. I think almost all the amp heads I've bought no never mind. I've bought a few amp heads on there, but You they a lot of time they have a price guide under what you're buying that tells you what they go for used and that's an amazing tool. It tells like you can see what people pay for just so you don't
0: you don't get ripped off or you don't rip other people off. You know and piss them off. Yeah,
1: say you don't even know what something's worth, but you still want it and you saw it. You have no idea what it's worth, and the only thing you can find are these ten-year-old forums where people used to pay yeah thirty dollars for it.
0: Yeah, like an HM two. Um. Also, don't be a dick and price outside the price guide that they have.
1: Yeah. Try not to price way too high. Like unless you have something that's like pristine, like you just bought it and just decided you didn't want it literally plugged in once, try not to price it too high up. But uh even going on to eBay, another good thing about eBay is that you can you can auction. And if you see something that hasn't been looked at that much and say the auction's ending in a few days, you can snag some good gear. For a really cheap price because nobody's bidding on it.
0: <coughs> exactly. Then,
1: so eBay is a good site. Craigslist, really good because you can haggle. Uh, Craigslist is the really go-to. Good. It, it is yeah, it's the a go-to. local thing. You can go, you can haggle with people, pick it up locally. You don't have to wait for shipping. Reverb is kind of like eBay and Craigslist had a baby and made their own site. Yeah, I
0: definitely um, prefer Reverb, obviously, over eBay, but eBay you can still find good stuff
1: for sure. Yeah. Uh, then we'll go over to Facebook marketplace is very similar to Craigslist. Almost the same thing. Yeah. Uh, moving on, which, although one thing I will say about Facebook marketplace is it removes the anonymity, which can make you feel safer because you know who you're dealing with.
0: Yeah. They have a profile. You'll, Yeah, you can look
1: at I always look at their profile to make sure they're not like some very sketchy Sketchy. looking person. Yeah. Which is kind of rude to judge a book by its cover, but sometimes you gotta. Anyways, last guitar stores. I'm not a huge fan of guitar stores. However, like I have said, you can find a good deal. I found a few boss N S twos for like forty dollars, a MXR ten band EQ for like $30, and those sell for like 90 on Reverb. Like, that's a good deal.
0: Yeah, they have good deals, but they also get snatched up quick.
1: If there is a good deal in a guitar store, it will probably get snatched up, and if you want it, you should probably make a move Um,
0: Pawn shops? Um, pawn
1: shops are great. However, again, you will deal with people pricing stuff way too high. And the people and that run
0: the pawn shops are usually dicks
1: and don't fucking respect you at all usually we don't want to say that everybody who does is bad but a lot of them don't really they're not they're not experts on music gear for the most part so they they're running it like a business which fair that's what they're supposed to do but sometimes they don't understand how music gear can work and interact. I don't know how to say that much better. Or they
0: but, try to act like they know and then come off as exactly.
1: They Exactly. Tr- that's what I'm trying to say. They act like they know what they're talking about, but you walk in there looking for music gear, you probably know more than they do about it, even if you don't know that much.
0: Very true. All right. Moving on to number four.
1: Tone goals. What do you want out of your rig? Are you trying to get the ultimate metal, brutal tone, or are you trying to get this rockabilly blues dad i want to play some some groovy jams or like what, what are you looking for or acdc acdc literally anything like what are you looking for that's what you need to find that out is first. the
0: most important thing just i i try to this is kind of corny but i try to tell myself this that like you i i have spent so much so much time trying to emulate a tone of so-and-so band or guitarist and it's it's kind of like ruined my outlook on what a tone is and you know a tone is a very personable
1: thing it
0: should be your own thing um,
1: yeah you will never i like i don't i don't want this to come across like i mean look into what you like what tones do you like you hear a band and you're like damn that guitar tone is sick but you will never get that guitar tone. Hate yeah. to break it to you, but it's processed through after effects in the studio. Even you're never going to get every single piece of equipment that that person has because that's going to affect every like even when your pedals are off, it affects your tone a little bit. You're never going to get exactly what that person has, but getting close and getting an idea like I like this because it's really gritty. Or I like this because it's super punchy and mid-heavy. That's what you need to start figuring out because then, after you figure that out, you can move from there to figure out what kind of gear you want to get towards the tone that you want.
0: Exactly, and like I said, just remember your tone becomes a part of who you are. Um, yeah, that's
1: yeah. Nobody's nobody's tone is exactly the same. It's like one of the best parts about a guitar gear is that you get to express yourself through your gear. Like, say I like chunkier darker tones and i have friends who like really bright tones and that can work out really well when you play with them
0: exactly <coughs> and just there's personal pre- like for me i lately the past like year or so i've really focused on developing my own thing
1: you know exactly yeah once you it like this is a good starting point is to figure out what kind of tones you like because after that you could start building your own tone and sculpting like something that's original to you but uh moving on uh, we uh, to our fifth point is we were gonna give a couple recommendations in some very common styles of music that you probably are gonna end up be playing. So for like rock and roll, like just standard rock, I would recommend on the cheaper side. There's PV Classic like 50, which is a 50 watt. They also make a hundred watt c- PV Classic 100, and you can get good combo amps that are like really good for like rock and roll and bar venues. That are around three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, maybe even a Fender. uh, What are they called? Hot rocks, hot, hot, rod. hot rod, hot rod deluxe. deluxe? Kind of yeah, stuff. yeah. Those and things sound great. They sound super good for rock. So, if you're looking for a rock amp, you're probably not going to want to go out and buy a Mesa triple rectifier to blow away your audience. Exactly. Know, not you
0: saying that that amp can't do that because obviously, yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying maybe you are looking for that, but oh, that's not the most. What is it? Uh, that's not the most common amp in that genre. Yeah. <laughs> you're. Yeah, you're probably going for a more martially. this is, yeah, I'm getting into more specifics, but you're probably looking for a more martially, like, you know, rock tone. Like, look into bands that play that kind of music. Like, for metal, you're gonna want a higher gain, like a Mesa or a 5150 from PV or a 6505, same thing. Not gonna get into that argument right now. But <laughs> uh, you,
0: are you stuff. sure? We can do it if you want.
1: Bro, okay, there's no argument. It's 5150s and 6505s are the exact same thing, and a 5152 is the exact same as a 6505+. plus. It's just after Eddie Van Halen left the PV uh, sponsorship, they changed the numbers so that they wouldn't to avoid copyright.
0: Exactly, and I will do clarify, the 6534 is a different
1: amp. It's 6534 is different. It's it's pretty much the exact same thing as 6505. It has the same 55. preamp in it. Yeah, same preamp, which is like your your tone structure. So I guess it basically is... is the
0: same thing, but it has EL34s.
1: Yeah, I've heard comparisons and not heard much, but there is a, a slight difference. But yes. you're, you're splitting hairs once you get that deep. But that, Anyways. Ar- uh,
0: that argument comes up all the time, and it like hurts me when people talk about, oh yeah, the 5150 sounds a little different from the 6505. And you know what? I'm sure the two amps... That they compared in person might have sounded different.
1: For sure. But it's not because of the amp itself. Yes. Because of other features. They have the
0: same schematic. Okay. Anyway, moving on. We were talking about recommendations. Uh, you were saying rock amps. Uh, I would also throw in the PV
1: Windsor. I think
0: that is a Oh, good... for
1: sure. That is a great amp. PV Windsor is a great budget amp. I bought my friend one for $125, and it's a 100-watt tube head. Yes. It, it's, a, it's basically a Marshall JCM 800, I think.
0: Yeah, you can also, you can ob- obviously um kind of like, uh, what's the word? Mo- modify it. You can do all sorts of things. to Oh those. yeah, it's a
1: great, it's a great platform for if you're looking into modifying things. However, I mean, I wouldn't personally recommend modifying an amp. But if you were to like love that amp and you just want a little more of something, you can modify it. Yes, but it if
0: you're it. looking for a great rock amp to grab and go, the PV Windsor is a great rock amp. Um, I will also throw this one in there because I own one and it is a PVVTM another
1: good amp look for sleeper amps that's a good thing when you google stuff like say you're looking for a good metal amp for cheap say sleeper metal amps on google you will find a these huge forums. list yeah these forums of people saying things you've never heard of and they're just like yeah check out this like uh, micah has a pv ultra plus and most people i'm sure don't even know what that is
0: exactly the uh the day i found i did this i did exactly what matt said i look i didn't well, I guess not exactly, but I was looking for sleeper amps I did not know about this uh list came up on the internet, and it was like top five sleeper amps that you don't know about, and one of for them sure. the first one was like the p v butcher and then the next one was the p v v t m and literally the day after that or day of I found my v t m in a pawn shop, and I got out of there
1: with it for. Hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's see. It's because they're not sleeper amps. Usually, I'm not even gonna like lie. They're there are a lot of times kind of uglier looking amps. I personally like the way they look. Like PVVTMs are kind of a weird trap. It's an it's
0: an acquired look, I think. Because at first, yeah,
1: it's there's a like people don't like them because some people think they look a little goofy, and so people ignore them. And that's why I think they're sleeper amps because they have this very (laughs) 80s. Like look. look
0: to them, which is most of the time pretty ugly. But like, like Matt yeah, said, these are not a good. I definitely fuck with the shitty retro-looking amps.
1: Yeah, for sure. And looks are not representative of tone a lot of the times. But you know, moving. Uh, I guess clean amps too. If you're looking into clean amps, like Fender for real. Like, you look at the cheaper Fender tube amps, like the. The, what would we say, hot rod deluxe, hot that rod can deluxe. get overdrive. But however, I've heard them clean; they sound really good. Rolling jazz choruses. I saw this band, Oathbreaker. It's a black metal, like newer black metal band, and they played through these super loud, clean amps. And I guess they used preamp distortion, or yeah, like pedal distortion. Sorry, it's wild. But uh, moving on from recommendations, we can go to our sixth point. I think is this super is important. the most
0: important point.
1: I don't know if it's the most important point, but it is one of the most important parts of your rig. It I think it. Fi- okay, go ahead. I was just gonna say, find six, find a good cab, like a quality cab. It doesn't have to be top dollar, triple A, best cab out there. Because you can find,
0: you can find a very good cab on a budget. Okay, if Matt. You
1: yeah, if you I've flipped cabs, I've found many cheap cabs. Yeah. If you cannot find a cab. Here's my recommendation: Marshall 1960 A cab. Good speakers, decent build. It will sound. It might not even be the specific tone you're looking for, but it will get you a good starting point, and you can upgrade your cab later. But do for the love of God, do not buy a cheap <laughs> crate, really bad cab, something that doesn't sound. Because
0: good. no matter how good or how high end of a amp you have, if you play it through a shitty
1: cab. It will sound like shit. Exactly. Like think about it. Like no matter how good the songs that you ha- listen to sound, if you listen to them through really shitty speakers, it's gonna sound like shit. Like yes. it's gonna be a really bad sounding this mix of the song.
0: Nail. Write this down. Like remember this. Like the the speakers in your cab. Like it it plays such a crucial part in your tone, and it took me forever to realize that because I was. Like, trying to figure out what amp I need to get or what new guitar do I need to get to make my, like, you know, whole live rig sound, like, optimal. And now, like Matt was saying, both of us, we have had, I don't know how many cabs I've had, but it has been a ton.
1: Yeah, I've had to have had, like, six or seven 412s. Exactly. started doing this.
0: And, uh... It's like I said, very crucial. You can find great deals on these. Matt got one for uh, Matt got a orange 4x12 with V30s broken in for $200.
1: For those who don't know, those are a type of speaker, but it's a phenomenal orange cabs are phenomenal cabs. Like, I can't recommend them enough. If they're not the sound you're going for, that's fine though. If you really want to get into it, look up speaker comparisons and find out what kind of speakers you really like. That's a whole nother level of being a gear nerd, though. Yeah. So for this, that's, I would just that's say kinda where, a good cab.
0: That's kind of where I'm at. The past two cabs I've owned, I have been um, swapping my speakers in and out because trying to figure out what combinations of speakers I like. And I've kind of nailed <clears throat> or um, narrowed it down to the ones I like. Um, I'm going to quit yes. ranting. Like I said, there's, t- there's tons of parameters to this. But just getting a
1: decent cab is yeah. like a really good foundation for your rig. Like you can even have a shittier amp, and your rig will still sound better with a good cab. A mm, cab is very important. Metal kids, I, I cannot stress enough how important a cab is. Exa-
0: I can't. Yes, and I hate to say this because I don't really fuck with their cabs, but you can find a Mesa cab with vintage thirties on Craigslist for three hundred and fifty dollars. Keep in mind. Keep in mind, it will not be listed for three fifty. But
1: I guarantee you. That's another thing. When you go on used markets, people will post something for a little more expensive than what we're saying. You ask that, like someone says, they post a Marshall, the Cabo I was talking about earlier, that you can get for three fifty, or this this Mesa. It'll likely be posted for four four fifty. You need to offer them a little bit lower and try and get it to three fifty four hundred.
0: Um, one thing about craigslist that a lot of people seem to throw away or forget is that negotiating is an art form it's part of craigslist that's how important that's how you get stuff okay
1: negotiating is how you get a good rig on a budget but anyways let's move on we talked about calves for a minute but uh, moving on to point seven is Pedals. Like, are you even interested in pedals? Because this is super important. I find a lot of people are like, yeah, I really want a a good high gain tone and a really good clean tone. And I'm like, well, that can completely change how you look at your gear. Do you want an amp that does both itself? Because I personally, this is another arguable statement, but I'm just going to say that my 5152, I like the clean tone on it personally. So it does both of those for me, but I also really like pedals. So I'll switch out. I'll take a distortion to use as my distortion on the clean channel so
0: rather than basically using to, the preamps distortion yeah
1: so basically to dumb it down if you're really into pedals you like the idea of pedals you might want to look at a really good clean amp that has one channel so that it stays a good clean tone and you use pedals to get your distortion but some people might not even be interested in that and for that you can simplify your rig and just get a good amp
0: and like i said there is or a ton of people out there that will argue that till their death like
1: yeah this is an art this is a debate like no you're never gonna get it's an opinion thing you're never gonna have a for sure pedals are better than having a good amp distortion and you're never gonna get someone who's always like yes always use your amp distortion over pedals that's why
0: going back to point number four your tone goals like this is your tone yeah like what are you looking for make it your own thing like some people do things like that. I don't consider. um, I don't know necessarily what the word is, but like reasonable. Like if they use, I'm trying to think of an, a good example of like people, like for instance, people that put their um noise gate at the beginning of their chain versus people that put their noise gate at the end yeah, of their chain.
1: It's all about experimenting and finding out what works best yes. for you. Like what you do is not going to be, Exactly what everyone else is gonna exactly. want. Exactly,
0: and rig. I'm gonna sit here and criticize the fuck out of the people that do things that way that I don't do them. But you know what? It doesn't matter what I think. Okay.
1: Per- yeah, it's it's all personal preference when it comes to guitar. Except uh, that's hard to say because there's also like some uh, you can't even say objectively bad, but there's some rigs that are just like really bad. Like a universally hated tone is line the six. Line Six Spider Insane, insane mode. It just They scoop the mids out. It's very loose distortion. And they advertise it like it's a good metal amp sound. It's not at all. That's a good example of a bad tone. But I personally don't like the bluesy, like getting a Fender Twin Reverb and throwing a Tube Screamer in front of it, like, oh, I'm playing blues. However, that's not a bad rig. It's just really not what I'm looking for at all.
0: Right. Um, And also, real quick, pedals or not, Keep in mind, you can still have a great rig without, without pedals. pedals. Yeah. Just think However, about think about pedals as like
1: uh, seasoning, like, dude.
0: Yeah, like seasoning on your food, on your really good food.
1: You want your amp to be cooked. You want say your amp is the chicken, dude. You want your chicken cooked correctly. Yeah. You want that that shit tasting as good as it can. Exactly. And then, if you want to add some some cumin, some pepper. I don't fucking know. You can add some of that shit with pedals if you really like if you're if and you're don't, lacking something.
0: just remember, don't overdo it though, cuz if you overdo it, you're going to fuck it up.
1: Yeah, there there can be something said about using way too many, but I mean, I have like 10 pedals right now and I only use yeah. like 3 of them but because there, I don't know what to do.
0: There's I mean, I we've uh, there's people out there that post their pedal boards and I'm like, holy you fuck. Don't use all this. You don't even use like half of those. You're just running them on your board to run them.
1: But sometimes it's 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 fun to look into pedals. That's the thing. Look yeah. into pedals, but they're not necessary. You're going to look at nice rigs, see people with huge pedal boards. Not necessary at all. That's basically my point.
0: Exactly. All right. Moving on to number eight.
1: Number eight's a really, really important one, too.
0: This is what we spend a lot of our time doing.
1: Watch rig rundowns and gear reviews. Like, Go on YouTube type in say you love say you absolutely love how dave grohl sounds in foo fighters how his guitar tone is i don't okay that was a bad example because i don't know if he has a rig rundown but he probably does you can google uh, you can even google it and find rig rundown guitar rig dave grohl and sometimes a video will pop up Premier guitar does tons of videos with tons of bands Mm. about their rigs and even if there isn't one someone out there has been nerdy enough to look at all of their live videos all of their studio pictures that they post and find out what amps they're using and they'll do a review
0: on it on youtube or you can uh, i still read a lot so i will go on the forums and figure out figure out what bands used on certain albums because i'm a fucking nerd like that and i
1: it's yeah. It's just something. It, when you get really interested in the gear, it's really nice to like look up and be like, "Wow, that's why that sounds like that because they s- use this amp."
0: One of the best uh, rig rundowns that Premier Guitar has done. Um, I I wouldn't say the best, but most interesting because how in depth in depth the musicians were uh, was Slipknot, Mick Thompson, and <coughs> Jim Root. Both of them
1: playing this big ass band. And have huge metal band, like ignorantly big metal band, one of the probably most famous metal bands
0: they the size of the road crew that they bring with them, I don't even know how big it is, but I'm sure it's enormous that they don't even have to be really hands on with their gear, mm-hmm. but they seemed very hands on with their gear, knew exactly what was on their boards uh and it was really educational because I love that band. I had no clue that Jim Root used rocker verbs. Uh, I yeah. He
1: uses amps that are like traditionally like marketed as a rock and roll, really loud, like rock amp. Yes, and he uses it in his metal band, and like it's just sick. It's just one of those things where he found his preference, and he learned how to make his rig work for it's, him the way he plays. It's it.
0: ridiculously ignorant, ignorant. And I, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people that do this. Maybe not. It didn't. Se- it did not seem that conventional. But he, for his ISO cab, he puts an Orange 412. In a huge road case and ISO cabs the, the whole 412.
1: ISO cab, for people who don't know, is like when you, on a show they put a a speaker in a box so that no other sounds can get to it, and then microphone, put a mic on it. Yeah, basically isolate that cabinet. Um. But yeah, I, that's how I got into gear pretty much is I would like I started getting into music because I really loved Green Day. And then when I started getting into gear, I looked up Green Day rig rundown and sure enough, it, he wasn't even in it. But in the YouTube video, his guitar tech going through all of his tones. And they're like, this is why he sounds like this, because he has these things. And He doesn't even have that. He had he, a, he uses
0: very simple stuff.
1: Yeah. Like his rig is super simple. He has like an overdrive and his amp is modified for him for their music and it's basically just he plays the way he plays and it sounds like that because of his like his gear it's made just, for him just remember
0: because he doesn't give a, he doesn't give a fuck he doesn't want most of the, these bands that people don't look care up about too, gear that much. they don't it's well not necessarily they don't care about the gear but they don't care about sounding like somebody else
1: yeah, they, they found their sound and yeah. they don't worry about their gear anymore. Like they still like gear, but they don't necessarily like worry about it anymore. They're not looking into it that deep because they have their sound down. They
0: love it exactly. And I think the we've said this over and over, but I think the biggest thing to take away from this is make it make your own gear, make your rig your own thing, make it a part of who you sure. are. Um, and you know, don't worry about if. You don't have this overdrive or this amp, you know? For sure,
1: yeah. Don't, don't, when you're looking at the people you look up to, their sounds, look at it like this is what they use to do that. But don't look at it as like, I need that because they use it. Because I've made that mistake and I've had pedals I didn't even like because I just watched a rig rundown of this guy I really liked. And he was like, Yeah, I use this pedal all the time. And so I bought one because I was like, Damn, that has to be the magic (laughs) little box. And then I picked it up. I was like, I don't like this. This doesn't work with all of the rest of my gear because I don't have every piece of gear he has, so it's not going to do what it does for him.
0: Exactly. And just, wow, I had a point I was going to say, and I just forgot.
1: Basically, just look for sounds you like and start moving in a direction you like and use looking up the bands that you already like and their tones as, like, entry ways to get yeah. into gear.
0: Do, uh, one more thing, do your research. Do all the research you can. Listen to as many um reviews and, you know, gear reviews on YouTube as you can. Uh just do as much research as, really you, as you can. It really helps to have
1: friends into it too, because you can talk to them and like uh bounce ideas off of them. I have like I don't have a whole lot of friends that are that into gear, but I got Micah, I got a few friends that in other bands. I just talk to gear. I yeah. talk to them about gear on Facebook all the time. i just like, yo, what have you been using recently? Like, yo, I just saw you picked up this on Facebook. How do you like that? They'll or, yo, check tell me. this
0: out. This is what's on the internet for sale.
1: Yeah, dude. Oh, man, I share <laughs> stuff all the time on Facebook. I'm like, yo, someone buy this. This is cheap as hell.
0: Um. All right, we're going to wrap it up for today. Um. Yeah,
1: basically, ending points is just look for what you want. Get a good cab. And do a lot of research,
0: all right. that is it for my conversation with Matthew Meyer. uh it's funny listening back to that because how well it holds up. um I'll make one more <laughs> i'll I'll grind this into you guys' brain a little more. The most important thing from that list, in my opinion is get a new cab get a good cab a good cab goes a long way um a bad cab is garbage and that's where it needs to stay yeah anyway that's gonna do it for me if you liked this or if you didn't like it let me know at mika flow on twitter or instagram um i'll be back next week or sometime soon with a new episode uh, subscribe to this. It should be on iTunes. And um, yeah, don't forget to uh, tip your delivery driver if you order pizza. Thank you. Peace.